0: Hey, good morning. Happy final Tuesday of 2020. Welcome to our final episode of season three as well from the Coaching Minds podcast, the tools for greatness. This season, we have covered a ton of different topics, uh, lots of stuff that's been on this podcast. Hopefully, this has been one of your tools to help you escape the comfort of being average and helped you grow to be great. Today's topic covers a bit of stuff. That everyone's kind of dealt with here in this last year. We're talking about hope in the midst of weariness. We have some really good stuff coming for you today.
1: This season is sponsored by Pro-X. Pro-X is the premier multi-sport training destination in the Midwest that hosts sports performance, sports rehab, and physical therapy. As well as sports-specific instruction programming for baseball, softball, football, golf, and more. Pro-X puts everything an athlete needs under one roof, just like the pros. Welcome to the Coaching
0: Minds podcast,
1: helping you overcome obstacles so you can reach and achieve more. Here are your hosts, Ben and Z.
0: So, Ben, as we uh, as we talk about hope in the midst of weariness, let's break it down and start first off. What is hope? Well, from Wikipedia,
1: oh. We- <laughs> Which I know, as uh, hopefully, if if you know any English teachers or social studies teachers, please don't tell them. Yeah, they just
0: turned off the podcast.
1: (laughs) We are using something from Wikipedia, but I, I really like this definition. It's an optimistic state of mind that's based on an expectation of positive outcomes with respect to events and circumstances in one's life or the world at large can also be used as a verb. Its definitions include to expect with confidence, uh, to cherish a desire with anticipation. Its opposites are dejection, hopelessness, and despair. And, And I really think that all of us at some point in this year have been on different spots of that scale from optimism on one side to despair on the other
0: side. I know looking back at the beginning of this year, with it being 2020, everyone's so excited, a new decade, all these things. Yep. I remember seeing constantly like 2020 is my year, 2020, These the, the optimism going into this year was probably the highest I've, I've probably ever seen it, at least from a social media aspect. Sure. I mean, people were all about it. So that optimistic was there and that expectation for all these great things. Uh, and then that came to a pretty quick halt. Um, sure. And and it came to the hopelessness um, and despair.
1: Yeah, and and I really think that everybody is everybody is struggling or has struggled or is ready to move on past the struggle and just get into next year. Um, but that that's a little bit what we're going to talk about. No matter where you're at, kind of on this scale, hopefully today is
0: beneficial for you. Now, where is this going to fit in outside of just? let's say, uh, this, this pandemic, does this fit into, where does this fit in with the sports world? So I would say, I mean, throughout
1: the course of a season, there are going to be times where you just, things are not going your way. The first thing that comes to my mind is dealing with injury, dealing with a season ending injury. You know, once the, once we kind of move on and whether it's through the vaccinations or whether it's through, you know, the, what, what Whatever is going to happen in the future, at some point, this pandemic is going to end, just like all other pandemics in the history of the world. Um, but hopelessness and despair won't necessarily just disappear instantly. Now, maybe on a global scale, they will. Um, but, you know, we're we're just trying to give some tools to move on from hopelessness. And, you know, in 1965, Martin Seligman discovered learned helplessness. Um, and it was basically, they were doing research on animal behavior and they were delivering shocks to dogs. And what they found was at some point when the dog realized they couldn't escape the room and they couldn't escape the pain and they couldn't escape those shocks anymore, that they were basically, they would, they would just quit. They they didn't have hope anymore and they became passive. And even when, there was a way for them to get out by just jumping over a barrier. They didn't. They 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 laid down and quit.
0: So I think we've seen that a lot this year, right? We saw, hey, maybe this stuff is going to be over by Easter. And then it didn't happen. And maybe it's going to be over by the summer. And once summer gets here and it'll be nice and warm, we could be outside and everything's going to be cleared. And then that wasn't the case. And then it was, hey, don't get together with your family during Thanksgiving. And so we kind of got to this point where we just stopped kind of trying, like you mentioned in this, in this, in the, uh, study. Sure. And you know, not to say that everybody just
1: gave up and quit, but there were times that it was extremely difficult and, you know, we got awesome feedback, uh, from the posts that we put out on social media, just, you know, what have you guys been struggling with just hearing back from people, everything from dealing with sickness and death to to the just constant threat of it, um, not being able to be in a normal routine or socialize people talking about the loneliness or the, the new anxieties that they'd never really had to face or canceling or not being able to celebrate family milestones or trips or special events or weddings or births, or just chaos in normal routines
0: that led to kind of a, a laziness and a, a lack of motivation. I know one that we saw that stuck out to me the most uh, was talking about uh, the one person that reached out to said the hardest part was just having a child in the middle of all of this. Yeah. Um, and it was all sorts of different things that were different from if you've delivered a baby anytime before this year where uh, family wasn't able to be in the hospital and everyone that was in the hospital in this year, they all know how hard that has been, whether it was for um, someone that was sick or for a new, um, new child coming into the world. Um, the unknowns with the virus and being pregnant. Um, my wife got sick and she's pregnant and it was all sorts of these concerns. Um, is the baby, you know, your first thoughts, the baby going to be okay. So just all of these unexpected um doubts
1: yep and that you know we heard from a golf coach talking about having to tell seniors that their high school career was over or a golfer that was just talking about how you know all the cancellations and the the forced the forced shutdowns and all the new rules and all the new policies and just feeling constricted i mean all the way down to someone who from the outside looking in, I would have thought, well, they've certainly got it figured all out. They had a a very successful season. Um, they, they made it all the way to state championship. You know, he, he said the toughest part was maintaining optimism in the face of continued adversity. Every time things found a way to get worse, my belief took a hit and and it took a lot of faith. And so when things like this chip away, and, and eat away at us. And we kind of get into that feeling of just being down or feeling hopeless. There's, there's gotta be kind of that next step of, okay, so now what, what, what are we, what are we going to do to get things back to where they were?
0: So we know that everybody's dealing with different stuff and, and we've got things that are going on and we realize that we don't always know what it is. uh, But we know that other people are struggling, coaches, teammates, uh they're going through something. Everybody's hurting and we just have to we have to push through there. And that's where the hope comes through. Um to just try to get through it. If that's helping your team out or helping a coach or a sibling just to push through um and knowing that in twenty twenty one, um, hopefully things can get better.
1: Right. And and I one thing that I do want to stress, there were a lot of people that in their response to us, said, I just want to get back to normal. And, you know, we're not going to just blow smoke and rainbows. Like, it's not going to just all of a sudden January 1st rolls around and boom, things are back to normal or the administration changes and boom, things are back to normal, or you get your vaccine and boom, things are back to normal. That that's just not realistic. So what, what we want to do is make sure that we're controlling the controllables and that we are being hopeful and that we are cultivating that. And we are growing that and we are intentional about improving it. And so whether this is something that you need or something that somebody else that, you know, or a teammate or someone else in your life needs, here's some tools uh, that that we're just going to go through. Number one, be honest about where you're at in the, in season three, episode five, we talked about, you know, does journaling really do anything? And one of the, one of the things that we talked about was when you're honest about where you're at and what you're struggling with, and then you come up with a plan to take that next step forward, that's where the therapeutic benefits come in. So not just complaining to a friend or a teammate, or a coach, or not just complaining in your journal and saying, woe is me, but then coming up with, so now what? That's where the healing starts, and that's where kind of that first step forward sort of begins.
0: And so hopefully you have your journals out as we've talked through um, this whole season about writing down, and these are, the, these are the tips that we'd want. Obviously, the first one, being honest with where you're at, and the second one um, is just uh, we want to write things down. And we know that you know working
1: memory has a maximum capacity. So if I were to tell you, hey, Isaac, I need you to go to the store and get me these 10 things, all right? And I want you to remember these. I want you to get bread, butter, jelly, chicken nuggets, tortilla shells, salsa, cheese, sour cream, and a bag of ice and some paper plates. It is going to take everything... In your memory and in your mind to try and focus on those things and remember those things. And you're gonna replay them over and over in your head. And you're gonna go through the checklist. And as you're at the checkout line, you're gonna be like, all right, do I have all 10 things? Let's see, here's one. Two, and if we just write down that list, that clears your working memory, that clears that part of your brain that was trying to hold on to and remember a ton of stuff because that, that's not how our brains were designed. So writing it down allows you to move past here's the problems, here's the situations, here's the struggles, here's the goals, here's what I'm trying to achieve, and it helps you move into, okay, we've got that. Now, how are we going to take action steps forward?
0: So we have being honest with ourselves, writing things down. Then what do we have next?
1: Number three is just looking back on past victories. And we've talked about in the past how, you know, in goal setting that this builds confidence, um, but it also helps maintain and grow hopefulness. And, you know, at this point, we've all kind of gone through this global pandemic for, I don't know, what, eight months, nine months. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Yes. It seems like eight years, Um, you know, but but we have achieved a lot of things and we've been flexible and we've made adjustments and we've you know, not been able to do things as normally as we would like, but there's still been things that we've achieved that we can be proud of. And now's a great time to look back on those.
0: Yeah. It's not all going to be just flowers and, and rainbows and shun, sunshine. Yep, That all's not just going to be great. And I can guarantee you there are going to be harder things to come. Sure. Uh, just because 2020 is over. And like you said, we're not going to go into um, January 1st or February or whatever it is, and all of a sudden, everything's great. Uh, there are still going to be hard things to come, and we have to be able to look back on the victories to give us um, optimism. Sure, and that takes us
1: into number four, being able to reframe negative situations. So, you know, just like season three, episode 10, we talked about the power of positivity, and uh, we've talked in the past about, you know, with a golfer, whether it's when they go into the sand trap or they slice it out of bounds off the tee box or whatever, when there's that negative situation, if they can reframe it positively, then they can prevent themselves from going down into that pit of despair and hopelessness. Um, you know, I, I know that if I were to go back and do quarantine again, I would do it completely differently because, here we were mental training plan was starting to take off. we'd done in person trainings we'd done trainings with teams we'd done one on ones over at the pro x facility and we we had all these clients lined up and all these teams that were like, "Hey, we want you to come in and work with our team on this and then all of a sudden, it just got shut down and and all of a sudden, we had to kind of pivot and it was like well let's let's try and get you know what we were trying to do in person let's try to do it online or virtually and you know, five months into quarantine, four months into quarantine, everybody was kind of done with or tired of zoom meetings. Um, and there was kind of that, that worn out feeling. And I just looking back on it, I was so focused on and caught up in the negatives of what we couldn't do anymore that I really feel like I missed out on some opportunities where I was at home with no distractions with my kids that I could have, had I had a little bit better attitude and had I been able to kind of reframe that negative situation, it could have been a really positive thing. It could have been a, hey, this is a once in a lifetime where my whole family is going to be together for months at a time that we can spend and, you know, we can, we can make this really special. So just, you know, not getting too caught up in the negative of what's wrong with the situation.
0: It'd be interesting to see from people if, if, um, if you knew a quarantine was coming up and you could redo it all over again, what would be different? Yeah. Maybe a sneak peek into a Thursday thought that might be coming up on our social media oh. that we could partake in. Oh, okay. I like so, that. Number five. Number five is controlling the controllable. Uh, important to understand that because we can't control whether or not they, you know, the society opens up um, next week or in a few months or what that's going to look like. Uh, you, you can't control if you get an injury out on the field or what that is but control what you can control. And when doing so, it just calms, it just calms yourself all completely. Just knowing that, well, this is what I can control. I have ownership in this piece. I'm going to make it the best. And what happens after that? Well, you, you know that you've done your best the entire time.
1: Right. And we feel like we can take action and impact the future so that we don't become like those dogs that we talked about at the beginning. Number six, Surround yourself with optimistic people. You know that that's one of the things that I love about coaching with you, Zeke, is that on those days where it's hot and the days are long and two days are you know drawn out and it's hard work and we're running all over the place and we're running ragged, you you have that positive energy. And you know on the other side, when you're around people that are just constantly pulling you down. That that's gonna that's gonna drain some energy out of you, and that, that makes it more difficult. I, I love the quote: "You're you are the average of your five closest friends." And so, just
0: be intentional about who you surround yourself with. I think you could take maybe a little sub sub note here on your journal and write down who who are your five closest friends. This is something that I don't know maybe in the last four or five years, and it has it has hit home to me thinking about who who are my five closest friends. Why are they? my, my closest friends. And then if I started, you know, really dissecting why I'm friends with them, who they are, and it's just something very interesting. So I think it'd be something to put in your journal, just something to think about. And I think along with that,
1: not just people, but optimistic information. We're in the age of information and there is constantly more information than we can even digest. And I heard something on the radio today um, from JD Greer. We all have biases. So know what your biases are and avoid throwing gasoline onto those biases. There, There are people that hear you should wear a mask and instantly go into defensive I'm not sick. Masks don't work. There's no asymptomatic spreading. Blah blah blah. And there are people that instantly hear, "Yes, we have to do that. Everyone should do that. Why? Why would anyone not do that? Why? How could you be so selfish as to not want to protect other people?" And so, no matter which side you're on on different topics, know what those biases are, and don't just fill your mind constantly. With that stuff that's going to make you upset and angry, don't, you know, the, the news stations want you to spend a lot of time on their social media page or reading their articles or clicking on their links. If that's a positive thing for you, fine. But if that's something that just gets you worked up and gets you angry, don't surround yourself with that.
0: The next one we have, number eight, is is probably of all of these one of my my absolute favorite, which is just getting outside. Um, absolutely therapeutic, just to get outside and and move. Um, for myself, it's running and just being able to exercise. And when you do so, I mean, it's just it's scientific. We've got your body releasing endorphins, releasing serotonin, uh, which is your feel good hormone that just as you release that it's hard to be in a bad mood yeah and it's hard to feel hopeless um when doing so to better your body to better yourself and like so you know a few weeks ago it's cold here in Indiana right now but I went on a run and it was rainy and the sun hadn't come up yet and it was one of the most fun runs that I'd had even though it was so cold um just something about being dark and it raining, and I hadn't seen anybody else, so it made it feel like I was doing something super productive. Yeah. And uh, and there's so much benefit in doing so.
1: Not to mention, on your 17-mile run in the morning, you were the uh, number one calorie burner in the state of Indiana. Absolutely. Of all Whoop users. Yes, yeah,
0: so if Whoop, if, if you're listening <laughs> to this Whoop and you want to um, sponsor us, you're absolutely more than welcome to do so. But, uh, the goal and, uh, the key to success and being the number one in the state is you just have to wake up before everybody else, um, and then let it ride for a few hours. And then you drop back to like 20th and, there uh, there we are. Hey, and, and that leads into number nine
1: and it's, it's an article from Reddit that somebody forwarded me. Um, it was actually, actually attached in a response that they sent me to the the social media post that we had. And it was, I just don't care about myself was the name of the article, but, I want to steal what the response was for number nine, no more zero days. And I, I'd never heard no more zero days. I didn't know what a zero day was. They said a zero day is when you don't do a single thing towards whatever dream or goal or want that you've got going on. And they said, we're going to have no more zero days. And that doesn't mean that you've got to bust out some big, long essay every day. That's not the point. The point I'm trying to make is that you have to make yourself promise yourself that the new system you're going to live in is a non-zero system. Didn't do anything all day and it's eight and it's 1158 PM. Cool. Write one sentence of the book that you're trying to write. Do one push up. Read one page of that chapter that you haven't started. Just one because one is non-zero. And when you're in the super vortex of being bummed out about your pattern of behavior, that's just going to keep that vortex going. You know, they just went on to say, look, you don't have to conquer the whole world in one day. You've just got to commit to even on the days where you don't want to do anything and you don't have the motivation to do it, do something and start stacking up those consistent days of non-zeros. And before you know it, you look back and it's like, wow, I've, I've achieved quite a bit. And then it's, I'm not just writing one sentence. It's I'm writing
0: a chapter or I'm writing, you know, however many pages. This sounds uh, just like our 1% rule, right? Just kind of each day getting a little bit better. And it's not like you're saying, it's not going to be astronomical yep. that day, but just continuing to grow. And there's going to be times um, when we do come up short where we don't reach the goals that we had for the day. That doesn't mean we just should stop. Um, we just have to be able to handle them in the right way.
1: Right, and that that brings us to number ten: win or learn. And we talked about in the responses podcast episode. Sometimes you win, sometimes you learn. You know, Carol Dweck calls it the the fixed mindset or the growth mindset. But when when we fail, not looking at it as I failed, I'm a failure. Looking at it as well, I didn't get the outcome that I wanted. So, what could I do differently next time? And how how could I improve? next time. And one of the things I talk about with the golfers that I work with individually is, look, you got to quit looking at things as either success or failure. You know, so often it's either the putt went in or the putt didn't go in. And that's either I am a success or I am a failure based on that outcome. And that's ridiculous because, you know, once that, once that ball leaves your club head, you can't control it anymore. Now, did you go through the routine beforehand the right way? Did you have your mind in the right spot beforehand? You know, did you do all those things that you can control ahead of time? There, there's so much more than just, did I win? I'm a success. Or did I lose? I'm a failure. And just reframing that mindset.
0: In, in season two, uh, episode five, we had Coach Dolhan on. And, and he was so good about how he said we have to redefine failure that yeah. it isn't a negative thing i think that's so so important we get yep. so caught up in oh you didn't get first place you didn't win you didn't do what we said we we're going to do you are a failure
1: right that that 2016 westfield team that they lost two games by a combined two points and you know they they basically we went back and said we thought we were watching enough film we thought we were doing our hydration and nutrition and lifting and practicing as well as we could, but obviously we need to do more. And so being able to go in and fine tune stuff. Great, great point. Number 11, serving others. And it's something that I would encourage you to write down. Who's someone in your life that you can serve and just go perform an act of kindness. Doing acts of kindness can have a huge impact on your mind In your body, like Isaac was talking about, though, the serotonin levels, you know, it has an antidepressant effect It can help you calm down, reduce pain, reduce stress, um, all of those things. And so often, you know, I know I get caught up in, well, I'm gonna do the dishes for my wife. But then she didn't say thank you, or even notice, all right, well, and I'll now I'll go up and I'll I'll fold some laundry or I'll put some stuff away. Oh well she didn't notice and then there's almost like a like a resentfulness because you didn't get what you wanted out of serving others. Or you're trying to do something nice for somebody and they're still a jerk to you. And and there it can almost leave like a sour taste in your mouth. My challenge to you would be go do that act of service with zero expectation of reciprocation. Because then you take the power away from the other people. You take the power away from, did they respond the way that I want? Were they happy? Were they grateful? Were they thankful? Were they whatever? That doesn't matter. That's not what this is about. Say, I'm going to do this for someone, and then I'm going to feel good about it, irregardless of how they respond
0: or even if they even respond. I'm a a big uh, proponent of your one word for the year. And for mine for 2021 is lend, which uh, just fits into our family principles that we have. But it it's just serving, and I've noticed here in the last few weeks trying to do that more so. And like I feel like in this this year I've gotten caught up on myself, but now it's like let's go and lend, let's go serve others, and get and help other people out because I know there's people that are struggling. And yeah, it just brings. It's not about what why get back from them, but just helping them out. And the, uh, the 12th one we have is just simply to be courageous. Uh, we've talked about about courage and not being, or not being the absence of fear, but uh, going forward despite the presence of fear. In um, season three, episode three, we talked about reframing fear. Uh, yesterday on our social media, we had um, he is not courageous enough to take risk will accomplish nothing in life. uh, From Muhammad Ali, I think he was a pretty good boxer.
1: Hashtag motivation Monday.
0: Absolutely. So we're not about being average here. We've talked about that. We're about being great. And that quote fits right in there. You have to be uh, courageous and take some risks. Otherwise, you're still just going to be sitting here. Just because the the calendar turned doesn't mean your life's going to turn around. You, right. have to have the, you have to have courage now uh, when things start opening up. Go get those risks that you've been dreaming about in June and July and wishing you could have been able to do these things. And, man, we were going to win a state championship or I was going to be this this year. Okay, well, that got taken away. So what? Now what? What risk can you take? What, what courage do you have to go get that next goal?
1: Right, because it's going to be uncomfortable and potentially scary, and there's a chance that you fail but, but that doesn't matter. So what that brings us to number 13, uh, which is mindfulness. We're not going to go into the science behind why it works. If you're curious about what science can prove about mindfulness, um, go back to season three, episode six and seven, but uh, this is just your reminder. Look, stress, anxiety, fear, pain, sorrow, hopelessness, all those things can scar your amygdala. All those things can change the structure of your brain, but you don't have to stay there. You can change it back. And so using mindfulness, you know, whether that's, some of the different apps that are out there, some of the different videos that are on YouTube. Uh, if, if you want more help with like some of the things that we've done individually with individual clients that are specific to what they need, um, you know, contact us, get a hold of us. It's, it, that's easy to uh, to get in your hands, but just knowing that you are in control of your mind and there is a way that you can undo some of that pain and some of that suffering, and you can change how your mind and how your body are going to react to stress. And then the last one is faith, your faith. You know, we we serve a God who specializes in hope, who sent his son to die on a cross and three days later came back to life. I mean, talk about hopelessness and despair for those three days. I mean, for all of mankind, this was supposed to be the savior, the king, the, the, who who was going to come and, and save everyone and that's why we celebrate Easter because after Jesus died on that cross and it seemed that the hope for mankind was lost, he conquered death and he rose from the grave. Um, if you want to learn more about God's game plan for anxiety and you know, how that applies to hopelessness, check out season two, episode 10. But just, just a reminder, if, if your faith, if your, your walk with God, your relationship with God has gotten a little bit off target, a little bit off track this is just a gentle reminder. Maybe make that a priority. Maybe maybe write down in your notebook when you are going to make that a priority, how you're going to make that a priority, who's going to hold you accountable. And if that's something you want to learn more about, definitely reach out to us. We'd be
0: happy to chat with you. So let's go through um, each, of the, each of the 14 things that we wrote down just so we have them all um, in our journal. First one being, be honest about where you are at. Number two is writing things down. Number three, Look back on past victories. Number four, reframing negative situations. Number five is controlling the controllables. Number six, surround yourself with optimistic people. And number seven is, um, optimistic information. Number eight is just simply getting outside. Uh, number nine is having no more zero days, getting a little bit better, doing something for yourself each day. Number 10 is you win or you learn. Number 11, serving others. Number 12 is being courageous. Number 13, mindfulness. And finally, number 14 is just having faith. So those are the 14 things when we're in these dark times of of weariness, having hope um, for what is ahead.
1: And again, awesome for this situation, you know, kind of the end of 2020 as we reflect on what this year has meant what it's been like and then what we're going to do differently um in 2021 is obviously incredibly valuable in this this time of global pandemic but also just there are going to be future times of despair and like Isaac said maybe even tougher than what we've gone through this year and so being able to not give in to that that hopelessness and and being able to cultivate hope
0: so as we wrap up 2020, and we're you know we we shift our eyes to 2021, and being our last episode of um, season three, uh, what's season four going to look like for us here, Ben? So in the past we've usually taken a break between seasons
1: um, to kind of to work with teams to work with individuals. Um, th- this year we're not going to take a break. So next Tuesday we'll be back. Um, we'll be starting up season four. We're going to be looking at the complete program. Um, you know, training our our athletes to be the kind of person that we need them to be, so that no matter how difficult things get, they keep fighting. Uh, to be the kind of teammate that brings others along. To be the kind of. player player. player who's intentional about developing their skills and techniques, um, to be the type of performer, being able to handle those pressure situations, um, having the right perspective, the right mindset, Um, being a leader and, and we're going to, we're going to take some of the things that we've talked about, some of the tools that we've talked about and, and really try and wrap it up into a complete program that as a coach, you could then take and apply to your team or, or use to train your team so that heading into this next year, you can reach your full potential as individuals and also as a team.
0: If you'd like some additional help uh, with this topic, uh, reach out to us on mentaltrainingplan.com or on social media at mentalTRplan. And as we head into 2021, don't settle for average, but make your plan, put it to work.